0: you like for Christmas. If you could ask for anything, without limits, what would it be? Maybe a new phone, computer, or bigger? What about a car? Or perhaps a house, totally free. Today, on Christmas Day, let's think about what it takes to give a great gift, and hear the suggestions that Kent, Nathan, and Vicki have for us. Welcome to Crosstalk, a Christian podcast whose goal is for us to encourage each other to not only increase our knowledge of the Bible, but to take the next step beyond information into transformation. Our goal is to bring the Bible to life, into all our lives. I'm Brian French. Today, Dr. Kent Edwards, Vicki Hitzkiss, and Nathan Norman take a look at gift-giving on this Christmas Day. Let's join their discussion. I'd like to
1: buy the world a home and furnish it with love. No Grow apple trees and honeybees and honey
2: snow white, white turtle, turtle doves. I'd like I to teach the
3: world to, to sing, sing with me, me. Abba, Well, that jingle gets in your head, doesn't it? That song comes back from a Coca Cola advertisement back from 1971. One of the most successful commercials ever made. Certainly was the most expensive. Back in 71, they spent $250,000 making that ad. Wow. Which partly. was there because the cost involved hiring 500 people from rome to stand up on a hilltop outside of the city to lip sync the lyrics so that that added to the added to the cost but it was hugely successful Baited it to number 13 on the billboard charts
2: that's amazing i don't even remember that but go, i remember the song of course
1: I wasn't even born, and I'm familiar. I'm I'm aware of the song. (laughs) Thank you. Let's move on. Um,
3: (laughs) Thank you for that reminder of age. But what struck me when I heard it recently is that, while I love the tune, its message is kind of questionable. They want to give the world a bottle of Coca-Cola? I mean, for all due respect, that seems like a low standard of gift-giving. I mean, <laughs> it
2: should have been Pepsi.
3: Vicky. <laughs> uh, how would you like it if uh, your beau decided to give you a bottle of Coke
2: for Christmas?
1: Oh, no. Uh-uh. Well, they've got those Coke bottles with the names on the back of them, maybe. And they'll spell it correctly.
2: <laughs>
1: well,
3: here we are on Christmas Day, a day that for most of our listeners involves
1: the exchanging of gifts.
3: Thinking back to past Christmases, who have been some of the hardest people to gift?
1: Oh my goodness. I hope she's not listening, but my mom. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, I love her to death, but man, it's she's so content. That's the problem. She's just so what, what do you need? No, oh, I don't need anything. And and so uh, over the years it sits. It's, it's been hard.
2: My dad would tell you my mother. I think my mother's a snap to buy for, but I remember <laughs> one Christmas when I was in college he bought my mother a puppy, <gasps> and I thought, I, I know, I know, you don't even know my mother and listen to you gasp, Pu- and I thought, have you two met? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe he did that, and she hated that puppy, and my dad was so disheartened. It, as it turns out, after he got rid of his Christmas puppy plumbing. She loved that dog, but mm. boy, that day, that was not a good gift.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what happened. He didn't know what to get her and thought, I'll get a dog.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it was her dog. It was a little fluffy <laughs> puff of a, oh, it was not a good gift.
3: I found that some of the hardest people to find gifts for are um, uh, older people. As mm. people age, often they have Purchased almost everything they want or need you know they don't want more socks they uh, they don't want tools um, uh, no I wrestle with what to give them it ends up being you know a, a sorted box of mustards or something it,
2: uh... <laughs> I saw a little girl last night she got a gift of a doll and she was she wanted this doll so much and she was just oh I got a Julie doll I got a Julie doll I got a Julie doll she just she just oh she was just And my friend said to me, is there anything you want as much as a Julie doll? (laughs) No, not at this point in life.
3: (laughs) Okay. When you think back, can you think of a gift or two that you found difficult to appreciate? You know the feeling. Someone gives you a present and you uh, rip open the paper and look inside and your face falls out of disappointment, but you have to try and recover. Uh, You
2: ever had those kind of experiences? Yeah. When I was newly married, my my husband gave me this big box from Victoria's Secret. Okay. And I said to him, it was our first Christmas. And my parents were there and his parents had come to my parents' house. Uh. And, and my brother and his wife had just been married a couple weeks. And I said to him, can I open this in front of them? And he said, yeah. And I thought, well i guess i you know we're married what the heck so so i opened it and he had bought me moose slippers i don't know where he got them but i guarantee you (laughs) for his secret and i wear a size 10 i'm tall and these moose slippers had antlers and when i them mine they were dangerous and i thought man we have come a bad place in a short
3: time <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any photos by any chance do you think oh
2: you t- don't want to see them just look at any bloody gory shoot and <laughs> imagine it
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i remember uh, not when i got a gift that i didn't like but when i gave a gift that uh that wasn't liked and it was kind of a joke but It comes out of the fact that uh, growing up in canada uh, i loved uh, hockey and my got my boys involved in hockey and we'd be uh, out on the driveway or on the road playing street hockey and that meant you'd have a net set up and um, the rest of us would have hockey sticks and a tennis ball and we'd see who could score well the game's no fun if you don't have a goalie but we couldn't get any of our boys to either of our boys to to get in the net because we had no pads. And so, you know, when you wind up and you get a slap shot, that tennis ball really moves, especially if it's frozen. And so when you get hit by that, it stings. So nobody wanted to go in that. So we decided that we needed to, uh, uh, to get some goalie pads so we could play this game at a better level. And, but we didn't really want to get in trouble by going out and just buying it for ourselves. So I don't know who, maybe me, came up with a great idea. <laughs> Let's buy goalie pads and give them to mom mom who you know never plays hockey in her life oh, so we got this huge these you know leg goalie pads wrapped them up it was christmas and uh, there's my wife nola and she opens rips open the paper and she looks down and she sees goalie pads and her she's totally bewildered what in the what in the world is this and all of us just burst out laughing just hilariously and she says what is this He said bum if you don't like your gift we can use them <laughs> <laughs> me we broke every gift rule in in the world by saying this is really for us but we'll pretend it's for you Uh,
1: and kent is still married and still alive (laughs) it was a christmas miracle
3: (laughs) (laughs) but just so you don't make the same mistake and uh, end up giving bad gifts i've done some research for you guys so this is this may be helpful this christmas is too late but maybe for future ones I scoured the internet all kinds of different blogs to see suggestions that people have made for how to uh, make sure you give a gift that's appreciated. And as I went through the various lists, there were three that really stood out that seemed to uh, everyone seemed to agree on. One is that gifts should be surprising. The second is that it should be personal. And the third is that it should be useful. Hmm surprising, personal, and useful. Hmm. Is that true? Do surprises make gifts better? Have you found that?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My older brother gave me one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. Uh, Very thoughtful and useful. And we uh, grew up, we didn't have a lot of technology at home. We had antenna TV. Uh, We asked to get cable TV. And my dad said, no, it's too expensive. Actually, he didn't say it's too expensive. He said, do you like to eat? Which was his way of (laughs) saying it was too expensive. So we watched this show uh, in my early teenage years uh, called Babylon 5. And it was the first show that's ever done this where it was a five-year story arc. It was a great show. My dad liked it the whole family watched it and uh, and then the fourth year the second to last year they canceled it and so the store wasn't going to get told. And at the last minute, uh, a, a cable TV station picked it up and said they had produced the last season. All right, great. Yeah, Dad, can we get cable now? And he was still interested in us eating. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, OK, well, I guess I'm never going to know how the the story ends. Because, you know, this is long before we had the Internet. Uh, we don't have cable TV. We're certainly not going to get the Internet. So... Uh, my brother, older brother went away to college, and he came home, and for Christmas, he gave me a stack of VHS tapes. He had uh, recorded every single episode from the fifth and final season of that show and uh, and gave it to me. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it was just so much time and energy that he put into that, it's and so thoughtful.
2: Surprising, personal, and useful in a yeah. way.
1: Yeah, Enter, entertainment. You. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good gift
3: so when i think about gift giving that's a great story when i think about gift giving i think that it really for us as christians has come out of an imitation of what god did for us on that first christmas so as god gave us the gift of his son so we imitate we try to in a small way replicate um, the grace that he gave us with his son to others so does God's gift of Jesus, does it pass the same test? Is the gift of Jesus surprising? Do you oh, think yeah. people were surprised when he arrived?
1: <laughs> Not the least of which Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have a child. I've never known a man. Are you kidding me? How does
3: that work? <laughs> it wasn't in her plan, didn't, didn't it? Right. I think she had a whole different life strategy planned out, but God came. And uh, and think about this. She was probably only about 13 years of age. Hmm in the backside of a small town, maybe it was laundry day, she's out hanging sheets up on the clothesline and Gabriel shows up. That's, that would be surprising. Uh, yes, Jesus was prophesied of old, but uh, I don't think she expected Gabriel that day. And I think of the shepherds who Luke tells us about in Luke chapter 2, who were out looking after the sheep and the angel of the Lord came to them and they were terrified we know they were because the angels told them settle down boys don't be afraid i bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people for today in the town of david a savior has been born to you and he is the messiah the lord Mm. so um, certainly the gift of christ was a surprise for the people when it actually happened Uh, was it personal does the gift of Jesus touch us at our point
1: of need? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you no, for that. No, of course. Of course. He ministers to us in so many ways. I mean, certainly forgiving us of our sins and gives us hope for the future, promise to never leave us or forsake us, empowers us with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's personal.
3: Yeah. He deals with us personally there is an individual relationship now that is possible that was not before Um, vicki your dad said on some occasions that in the old testament people almost never referred to god as father Um, Mm. certainly not individually but in the new testament we are urged to call him father Mm. it is uh, the privilege we have to bow our heads and pray to him our father who art in heaven it is a it is a personal intimate relationship uh, that we have i i am just always struck when i remember john's words in john chapter one that to all who receive him to those who believe in his name he gave the right to become children of god we're adopted We're adopted as his children. Nathan, I know you have an adopted daughter. So when you hear that we are adopted by our Heavenly Father, that must resonate with you in a specific way.
1: Yeah, it certainly does. What's interesting is I think in the Western world, America and specifically, we we kind of think of adoption as almost like a second class family member. I know growing up, my brothers and I would joke with each other, well, you're adopted. Well, you're adopted. And, and we didn't make that up. That, that was part of the, the cultural milieu as we were um, just living our lives. What's interesting, you know, we're talking about the Christmas story, and, and uh, Caesar Augustus was adopted by Julius Caesar. Hmm. Uh, he was adopted. And it was through that adoption – that he had the rights to claim the emperorship, the, the Caesar title. And it, it just boggles my mind that the Roman Empire, the godless, pagan, Christian-hating empire, mm-hmm. understands that adoption isn't a second-class right into the family, that they are fully a member of the family, and yet somehow, in the Western world, uh, we we don't get that. Throughout history, pagan cultures and believers alike have uh, understood that adoption. Means you are fully a part of the family, one hundred percent, as if natural born, and uh, and and you know, truthfully, uh, my daughter, I wouldn't have thought of any of this, but but after adopting her, she's a full member of the family. Uh, she's kind of the queen bee of the household. Well, you know, after my wife, and uh, but not just our our immediate family, but with our parents and our uh, siblings and their cousins, she's a full member of the family, and uh, and you might as well not use that. Qualifier adoption uh, in front of her name, and uh, she she is a full member. And and realizing that after you know having her in our life for oh, I don't know over seven years now, uh, realized that uh, I think I was doing the same thing in my walk with God and understanding salvation was was that oh you're an adopted son. So he's kind of like oh get in here you knucklehead. I I guess we'll let you <laughs> sleep under the. The uh, the floorboards or something, you know, and uh, you can, there's a dirty mattress over there. That's for you. No, adoption. We we are we have the full rights, sons and daughters. Uh, uh, only in America that we think that you're somehow a second class member of the family. You are a full class member. You have an inheritance in Jesus, and you are called a son or daughter of the Most High God.
3: Amen. Well, that's certainly personal.
1: Yeah. Uh, The gift of Christ was not only surprising,
3: it was very personal. It affects us at the core of our being. And is His coming useful? Oh, is it valuable to us? Yeah, sure it is. Um, I think of the importance of Christ coming. Well, maybe it changes as life goes on. I mean, it's always useful. When we're younger, we pray for daily bread because we've got no money coming in. We can hardly find a job and we're scrounging for everything. And, and it's very useful. But as we get older, we have a different view of eternity, different view of life. We begin to realize that the time, the years spent here on earth are very fleeting. Eternity is forever. And we begin to turn our eyes towards what's coming. I think of... John in Revelation chapter 21, talking about what's to come. He's told us that he saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there'll be no more death. Or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Oh, wow. hmm. I look forward to those days. That's going to be so amazing, so, so on, great.
1: I mean, you talk about how useful that is right now, where with all of the uh, upheaval in our world, including um, you know the the uncertainty with uh, COVID nineteen, and yeah, they're rolling out vaccines, but uh, we don't know. What, how often that'll, uh, or, or how soon we'll get those. And there's still many, mm. uh, much uncertainty. In America, there is a lot of political unrest. But as Christians, no matter how dark the days are, we know we have a good future. Yeah. We know that our future is bright, that no matter how bad it gets here, there is always the new heaven and new earth.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So the gift of Jesus, very useful to us personally, but also globally. I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> really, though, as we stand together on Christmas Day and look out at the world, the world's in turmoil. Mm. I don't know of any nation on earth that is really super pleased with their leadership. There's uh, disappointment. There's frustration. Um, rightfully, in many cases, uh, people are rightfully uh, frustrated and upset with governments. But the problem is the more we change our systems the more we have elect one election after another perhaps or appoint a new government it never seems to get better because every one of our leaders is sinful and and none of them can adequately do the job we want them to do but the bible tells us that there is a leader who's coming that has come and will come again and when he comes man The government's going to be different. Nathan, would you mind reading that promise to us in Isaiah chapter nine?
1: There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. The walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father prince of peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
3: How, much, how different that is from some other gifts. Remember that Coca-Cola commercial? Well, that backstory is that the writer of that commercial, Bill Backer, was way to, London, way to London, England, when his plane was grounded by fog in Shannon, Ireland. Everybody was frustrated and upset by the delay, and as he sat in the airport lounge seeing the misery of all the stranded passengers, he wanted to do something, give them something that would improve their situation. So he wrote the lyrics: "I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love." Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves? It's the real thing? It's what the world wants today? Coke is? Are you kidding me? Turtle doves and sugar water? That's his solution to the world's problem? Ah, no way. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the gift the world is waiting for. The best gift ever given because it deals with the fundamental issues we have in life. So let me use a different song to end our podcast with. Forget the Coke commercial. How about one of my favorite carols? Vicky, would you mind reading for us the third verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing?
2: Sure. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings mild he lays his glories by born that man no more may die born to raise the sons of earth born to give them second birth hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king
3: amen and amen amen we want to wish you a very merry christmas and let's Let the world know. Let's not leave it just to the angels. Let's sing out with them to the world that their gift has been given and glory to the newborn king.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. The Crosstalk Podcast is a production of Crosstalk Global, equipping biblical communicators so every culture hears God's voice. To find out more about this educational nonprofit organization, please visit www.CrosstalkGlobal.org. Be sure to listen next Friday as we celebrate the new year by going back to the very beginning. We'll be beginning a new series through the book of Genesis. You won't want to miss it.
1: i